Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. The glory of the Lord is in this place. Sunday night we had shouting and the glory of the Lord was here. Tonight we got word and the glory of the Lord is here. Amen. We got you and your smiling faces here. The glory of the Lord is here. We have those watching online. Amen. I pray that the glory of the Lord is there with you as well. Let's get our Bibles tonight. We are in our series here on Tuesday night called the B Attitudes. And we are going to be talking tonight about be hungry. Anybody hungry in this place? I started to bring me some fried chicken and just sit it out. Fried chicken. I don't have any fried chicken, but I, I, I do have a thing of water. Anybody thirsty? Thirsty, I'll just lay this out for you. But Jesus said in this beatitude, let's read it together. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Let's say it again. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Shall be filled. Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you, God, for these lessons. God, these kingdom principles that we need to apply to our life today. Lord, we don't want to come with a flippant attitude about hungering and thirsting for righteousness. We want to be sincere, God, and all in with cultivating hunger and thirst for you. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. Amen. Praise God. You can be seated. Hunger and thirst are two of the greatest motivating forces in a person's life. To the greatest motivating forces in a person's life. Doctors tell us that hunger is both physical and emotional. Matter of fact, hunger pains are not just in your belly, they're in your head. That's what the science says. Hunger helps ensure that we remain healthy. I don't know how long you think you can go without food, but not very long. We all need food. Spiritually, we all need food. We find that there are specific parts of your brain that control hunger by sending signals to your body, telling it it's time to eat, when to eat, and when to stop eating. Amen. Some of us have have a little problem with, with that last one, knowing when to stop. Our brain just doesn't work real well because our brain's not getting the message to our, 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 our fork hand and our mouth. You know, it's time to, to stop. But hunger 
sends a signal that says it's time to eat. Hunger pains are nature's way of reminding us. It is the alarm clock that goes off. Amen. I don't know if you've ever been in that time where, I'm not talking about fasting, but I'm just talking about where you just got busy and didn't eat. And, and then later on, it's like, uh, what's this I feel? Oh, I need to eat. I need to eat because of these hunger pains. We need spiritual hunger pains. They're different than the natural hunger pains. Jesus said, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. The thing about spiritual hunger, unlike natural hunger, the more you hunger, the more you partake of God's righteousness, the more you drink in of his spirit, the more you want. It's a strange paradox because you become both satisfied and hungry at the same time. Satisfied and hungry at the same time. The more we set our affections on him, the more we want to set our affections on him. For a healthy soul means that our wills, our emotions, our minds are on a good diet, a heavenly diet. The health of your soul is more important than the health of your body. We need to be careful what we eat when it comes to our life. They tell us, you are what you eat. I'll just let you take inventory about that Snickers bar and the Diet Coke you just had. But you are what you eat. Scientists and doctors have told us that. My mom told me that many, many years ago. You are what you eat. Amen. What you put in your body will directly affect the health of your body. What you eat will directly impact your well-being. I believe more so than we could ever believe. Junk food produces a body of junk. Man, this is good. I don't think it's quite healthy to eat McDonald's every meal. Dear Lord, you'd have to have a palate unlike mine. I don't need McDonald's every meal. Here's what they tell us. To be healthy, your body needs to get enough vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients. Eating healthy means getting plenty of vegetables and fruits and whole grains and fat-free or low-fat milk and <clears throat> cardboard isn't it amazing? A lot of the healthy stuff is, is delicious, but a lot of it is not. But we need things that will help us become more healthy. Our soul needs what will help our soul be healthy. Let me just tell you, you can't watch every service online and remain healthy. It's good, it's wonderful, and I thank the Lord for that, but sometimes you need to be in the body in the building, in the house, to be a healthy soul. <clears throat> the flesh cries, feed me, I'm hungry. And the soul gets shoved to the side. The flesh says, I want this, I got to have that. And the spirit man and the soul begins to suffer. You have to revive hunger spiritually by your passion and determination. 
I've heard people pray, and I, I believe it's all right to pray this. I'm not saying that we shouldn't pray this because we need God to help us in every way. And, and, but a lot of people will pray, Lord, help me to be hungry. Lord, I want to hunger for you. I determine the hunger. I decide by my decision what I'm going to eat with the Lord and how passionate I will be about him. Amen. For your hunger reveals your heart. Your spiritual hunger will reveal your heart. Amen. I think there ought to be something that, that can say, I've been in church for 40 years, but I eat of the word like I'm just eating it for the first time. Lord, let me partake of your word in such a way that helps me because I need to feed my soul more than I even need to feed my flesh. Hunger reveals your heart. In Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 3, the Bible says that he humbled thee, the Lord humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knowest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Amen. The, the, the message puts it like this. He put you through hard times. He made you go hungry. Then he fed you with manna, something neither you or your parents knew anything about, so you would learn that men and women do not live by bread alone, but we live by every word that comes out of God's mouth. Sometimes God puts us in a place, when we start saying, Lord, make me hungry, God's liable to put us in a place of hardship, of trial, of wilderness, of woe, of problems, so that we can learn to say, I am hungry Amen, and I need something from you. And then God supplies the need for that hunger. Hard times humble us, don't they? They better. Hard times humble us. And humility breeds hunger in our life. It causes hunger. Hard times humble us, and humility causes hunger. God leads us down the path that we don't understand and then feeds us with things that we can't necessarily comprehend because he wants to teach us a greater principle, and that is I live by the word of God. I live by the word of God. Why is hunger spiritually so important? Because it places us in a in a situation of dependency. I am dependent on God to feed this inner man. Matter of fact, we need to understand we are dependent upon God to supply our natural food. But he said he would do that. Amen. Simplified in this concept is this. Hard times hunger, uh, humble us and humility makes us hungry. And then God leads us down to a path to teach us something new. To teach us something new. Hunger for righteousness <clears throat> may not always lead us to the answer we want, but it will lead us to the answer we need. Hungering for God may, have you ever felt like, I need this over here, so I'm praying for this over here, only to find out later that God has something for you over there? In, in the beginning of 2005, I set myself 
to fast and pray. I was at the church, me and a couple other brothers was at the church every Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. praying for revival for the church in Butner, North Carolina. But what I didn't understand is that God was wanting me to seek him because he, he had something else for me called Medora, Indiana. <laughs> Sometimes we're, we're saying, oh God, I want you to supply this. And he said, oh, wait a second, I got manna for you. Well, what is that? Well, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you what that is. Amen. Our hunger doesn't always lead us to the answer that we think we need, but it'll lead us to the answer that he knows we need. Psalm 107 and 4 says, They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. And they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses and led them forth by the right way. Somebody say the right way. That they might go to a city of habitation. Hunger will lead you in the right way. When you get hungry enough, you'll say, God, whatever you want, wherever you want, however you want it, but feed me, please. Feed me, please. Can you thank the Lord for hunger, the attitude of hunger in our life? He said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. They shall be filled. <coughs> blessed and happy. Everybody say, happy are the hungry. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you happy, hungry? Are you happy? Because it leads us to the right thing. That's called righteousness. Hunger. To suffer want, the word means, to be needy, to crave something ardently, to seek with eager desire, Mr. Strong says of this word. The acknowledgement of lack is what hunger is. Hunger says, I need something more than what I have now. I long for something that I cannot live without. When we get the idea and the concept of a hunger for God, we are simply saying, Lord, I need you more than anything else. I want you more and I crave you more than what this flesh craves. Thirst talks about a painful longing for refreshment, for support, for strength. Amen. The verbs here, hunger and thirst in the Greek, are known in the present tense, what is called the present tense. So that means hunger is a continual action. Thirst is a continual ongoing action. I don't just get hungry and then eat something and I'm good for, for, for months and months and months. Or I, I just don't eat on Sunday morning and then come back Sunday night and Tuesday night and that's got me. No, I want to find a way daily to get into his presence, to feast on his word, to hear something, to read something, to watch something that gives me some sustenance in my spirit, man. <clears throat> the motives... For hunger here is I'm going to be blessed and I'm going to be filled. If you are hungry and thirsty, he said, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be happy in the kingdom way and you're going to be satisfied in your soul. That's a good, good 
Have you ever gone to a restaurant and they bragged up about it and said how great it was and how wonderful it was and how good it was? You know, uh, I'm not going to try to burst anybody's bubble, but, but years ago they told us about this restaurant that, that, that they sit this fondue stuff in front of you and, and you dip stuff in it. And it was the most dissatisfying meal I've ever had in my mouth. It's just like, first of all, the shish kebab thingamajigs were too small and the cuts of meat were too small and it didn't taste good and this is a high price place and I'm thinking all while I'm eating, boy, this is a waste of my money. I want to tell you today that you, you, you won't be disappointed when you eat from the Lord. If you're hungry, you won't be disappointed. Amen. Come hungry and watch him fill you. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Nobody ever comes to church and leaves disappointed. Nobody. If you come expecting nothing, you're going to leave with nothing. But if you come expecting something, you're going to leave with something. If you come hungry to the house of God, there's going to be a word. It may only be one word, but it'll feed you. It may be an entire message. It may be a song or something that somebody says. But you're going, if you'll come hungry, you're going to leave blessed. You're going to leave blessed. The menu is serving us righteousness. The meal that we crave is righteousness. This is the very character of God. Longing to be like him and do like him. Amen. To put things in the right place, in the right way. Sin prevents me from being in the right standing with God. But he allows me to be in right standing because of righteousness. Uh, hallelujah. Adam Clark in his commentary says, Righteousness here signifies the principle of righteousness. It signifies the practice of righteousness, of a Holy life being lived. It signifies God's method of justifying sinners. And it signifies justification itself. How Jesus said it like this in Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. His righteousness. Oh, we ought to be hunger and thirsting after righteousness. I want to be right. I want to do right. I want to please him. That ought to be the hunger. Amen. That ought to be the passion inside of us. 1 John 3, verse 7, the 9 through 10. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. Whoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest in the children of the devil. Whoso doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Well, so God threw that in. It was just like he says, it's not of God. Do I put a period here or do I put a comma and neither he that loveth not his brother? Somebody say that's righteousness. Hunger for righteousness is about relationship with God and relationship with people. I want to be hungry. I want a spiritual hunger, a spiritual passion to pursue the presence of the Lord. I need it. Amen. We fill our hunger voids in our soul with so many other things. We try to fill it with 
hobbies and we try to fill it with uh, activities and we try to fill it with things out of the world and it just doesn't satisfy. I need the right stuff. I said I need the right stuff in my soul, in my spirit. Hallelujah. So, so how do I do that? I invest in my appetite. I invest in my spiritual development of my appetite. I come to church to grow my appetite. I go, I go to conferences to grow my appetite. I'm going to go to family camp to, to grow my appetite for God. That's why we can, we can raise money for our kids and we send them to camps and conferences and they come back. What happened? Their appetite has been whetted. They have gotten a taste of something that, that they want more of. That's why you ought to invest in your appetite. Invest in that appetite. Praise God. Home will be in revival. Why? I'm coming to develop my appetite. I want to be in prayer meeting. Why? I'm building my appetite. Oh, praise be to God. Thank the Lord for him. What is my appetite? What is that, that hunger? It is the hunger to want to know him more. I want to know God greater. I want to know him deeper. I want to be connected to him with more passion. Hallelujah. As Paul said, oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. That doesn't happen without a hunger. Psalmist said in 103, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. Know you that the Lord, he is God. Understand that it is he that hath made us, not we, his, we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. That means he's got what I need, but I need to know him as my Lord, my God. Deuteronomy 7 and 9, know therefore that the Lord, know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him, that keep his commandment to a thousand generations. Know the Lord thy God, know him, hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14 says, now thanks be to God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make manifest the savor, the flavor. The flavor of the knowledge of him by us in every place. How many know there's a flavor that comes with serving Jesus and getting to know him? There's a, there's a, a distinct five-star restaurant quality that comes from him because he gives to us a taste that this world cannot give you. Well, thank him for that tonight. Thank him he gives you a taste that you can't get from this world, no matter what you drink, no matter what you eat. Mm. The thing about the savor of his knowledge is that it's for everybody. You know, sushi's not for everybody. But for some of us, mm, when you learn to love sushi, that raw fish and all that good stuff, mm, 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 mm. I'm sorry, but I love sushi. No, I'm not. You don't have to go. 
But the thing about Jesus Christ is that everybody can be fed by him. Oh, taste and see. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Oh, taste and see that the Lord. Is anybody hungry in the house? Is anybody hungry in this house? Want more of the Lord? Blessed are those who keep cultivating a hunger for God and his knowledge. A spiritual craving ought to get a hold of us. Blessed are they. Blessed are they that crave. Blessed are they that crave, for they shall be filled. You know, it's Adam and Eve's quest for knowledge outside of relationship with God that led them to sin. They had a hunger for something that should not have been. It is a dangerous thing to pursue knowledge about spiritual things outside of a relationship with the one who wrote this book, the author and finisher of our faith. It's a dangerous thing because the enemy is out to trick today. The enemy is about out to twist today. Adam tried to obtain knowledge of righteousness outside of God's instruction, and in doing so, they themselves believed they could be like God. They attempted to. And God said, I will not stand for that. There's a tree. There's a tree that he said, don't partake of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Why? Because that comes through a relationship with God. There are some things I don't have to know right now. There are some things I don't have to understand, but if I'll pursue him in his time, he will reveal them to me. In his time, in that relationship, uh, he will show me what I need. I need to stay hungry. Somebody say, stay hungry. Stay hungry. Hosea 6 and 3 says that we need to have that, that appetite, appetite that is progressive. Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter rain, and former rain upon the earth. Amen. We'll know if we'll follow on to know. We'll know if we'll keep pursuing him. I don't care how long you've been in church. There's more that God wants to show you. There's something else he wants you to eat. There's something else he wants to reveal to you and to me. Let's cultivate our hunger. I, I, I'm not, I want to be careful what I say and how I say this. But NPC... Y'all get to get some good word around here and have been for many years. Top word. Filet mignon. Pentecost. Filet mignon from, from Bishop. Now you went a step down from, from Bishop to me. I'm, 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 I'm trying to continue up my game and serve the best I can. But don't get spoiled. Don't get spoiled in that. Even with all the teaching we have had over the years, we still don't know it all. We still do not know it all. There's still more. So I have to, whoo, man, what, God. I heard, I listened to Bishop's word Sunday morning. Amen. What powerful word that was. 
while we were out in Nevada. What a powerful word that was. Strengthened us. But oh my goodness, I want more. I, 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 you know, there's two dogs fighting inside of you right now, as an Indian, Indian man said years ago. There's two dogs fighting inside of you. The one you feed and the one you say sick them to is the one that's going to win. In your spirit, man, the one you say, feed that, feed that, feed that, constantly feed that, I want more, I need more, is the one that will win out in your life. It's the one that will win. I want to stay hungry. Stay hungry. It's interesting that Jesus uses the, both hunger and thirst. Hunger and thirst. What's the answer to hunger? This. This is the answer to hunger. In John chapter 6 and verse 32, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. What is he saying? You want to satisfy hunger? This word will satisfy your hunger. Amen. Oh, but you got to keep eating it. Keep developing an attitude and a heart for the word of God. Jeremiah said, his word was found in me and I did eat them. And his word to him, he said, was joy and the rejoicing of my heart. Woo! His word, I found them and it was like joy and rejoicing. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Job said, I have not gone back from the commandment of his lips. For he said, I esteem the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Amen. I esteem the words of his mouth more than my regular food. Jesus said in Luke and 4, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, by every word that proceeded, but by every word of God. What is he doing? He's quoting what we read in Deuteronomy. So the answer to hunger is the word. The word of God is the answer for hunger. What's the answer for thirsting? Well, Jesus said in John chapter 7 and verse 37, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him do what? Come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. What is he talking about? Verse 39, but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So what answers my thirst is the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the refreshing Peter talked about. This is the rest. Amen. I get that. Yes, I thank God for his word, but I also need his Holy Spirit. I'll feast on the bread, but i got to have some drink. It's the refreshing of the spirit that comes down on the word. We need both today in our life. Hunger and thirst. Jesus told the woman at the well in John 4 and 13, he said, whosoever drinketh of this water... This well water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him, shall, him shall never thirst, 
but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Amen. Thank God for the water of glory known as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let it rise within you. Let the refreshing rise within you. Hallelujah. Jesus told John in Revelation, he said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Woo. Drink. 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 Psalmist said, he satisfied my longing soul and filleth my hungry soul with goodness. Are you hungry tonight? Then blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the hungry, for they shall be filled. There's nothing more frustrating than being hungry and having nothing to eat. Anybody ever been there? I'm not. I'm talking about being hungry. You don't even have a beanie weenie to eat. There is no viney sausage. Just my dad calls them. There's no vine. There's no. There, there's no spam. Anybody ever lived on spam before? Oh yeah. Mm. Canned tuna and a little bit of mayonnaise. Don't even have an egg to put with it. There's nothing more frustrating than being hungry and not being able to eat to satisfy it. But that's not the case it is with God and his kingdom. Come. Amen. When he says it's dinner time, the fish are already on the fire. Your answer's already being cooked. Your meal is already being prepared. Just come hungry. Mm. Come hungry. Come hungry. Thank you, Jesus. Come hungry. Bless the Lord. Come hungry. We need a hunger that is not trivial or minimalistic in our desire. We need a radical hunger. And God's not going to give it to us. We do it ourselves. We choose the level of our hunger and the distinctness of our palate spiritually. Do we want more of him? Then let's have some hunger pangs that get into our heart. John S.B. Monsell wrote a hymn, A Hunger and Thirst, that puts us into essence. I've, I've never heard this song, but I sure do like the lyrics. He said, I hunger and I thirst, Jesus, my manna be. Ye living waters burst out of the rock for me. Thou bruised and broken bread, my lifelong wants supply. As living souls are fed, feed me or I die. Thou true life-giving vine, let me thy sweetness prove. Renew my life with thine, refresh my soul with love. Rough paths my feet have trod since first their course began. Feed me, thou bread of God, help me, thou son of man. For still the desert lingers, my thirsty soul before. O living waters rise within me evermore.
The Beatitudes that we're talking about and we're teaching here is not a simple prologue to the Sermon on the Mount. They are soul-searching principles. It's not just a nice introduction, but there are ways for us to live. These principles of blessing addresses what has our heart. It addresses our heart condition. What drives our life? What consumes our thoughts? What fuels our impulses? If it is anything other than a hunger for God, it is idolatry. If your hunger is anything but for God, this book calls it idolatry. For what we hunger reveals who we are. What we hunger, let me just put it this way, your checkbook and my checkbook will reveal where our hearts are. Because what we invest in will show where our true desire is. Stand with me, please. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall. Somebody say, shall. Shall be filled. Hallelujah. There's, there's two blessings given to the hunger. Those that have a hunger and a thirst. Those that pursue God with that kind of passion. He said, number one, you're going to be blessed. The hungry are blessed. And number two, you're going to be satisfied. It is, Brother Joe, a paradox. I'm both hungry and I'm filled at the same time. I can't explain it. I got what I need, but I, oh, I want more at the same time. I feel his touch and it fulfills me all completely. And at the same time, I want more. I need more. Is that where you are today? Is that where your heart is today? Amen. Why don't you lift up your voice, lift up your hands right now and begin to say, oh God, I want you to know that I'm hungry and it's dinner time. It's dinner time, oh God. And I need to come, Lord, with before you, not as somebody full of this world and full of my flesh and full of my own ideas and full of everything else but you. But I come hungry tonight. I come hungry, Lord, to you. Lord, how I need you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You and I set our hunger. You and I set our thirst. It may be that we're in a condition that, that helps feed that hunger. It may be that we've been humbled and maybe we've had difficulty and we've been humbled and that, that yes, that's hunger there. But oh, I set the hunger, Lord, before you today. Church, can we come to the altar? We need some time to pray. We need some time to call out to him. Lord, let us be hungry before you. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord, how I need you, Lord. There's a hunger, Lord, that is burning within. More of you. More of you. More of you. Lord, I've had my feel of the things of this flesh, but what I need is more of you. God, I've seen the best of the best in this world has to offer, but what I really need is more of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need more of you, Jesus.
I need you, Lord, in my life. Father, more a knowledge. Lord, more righteousness. More understanding. More revelation, God. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.